listener, I'm your host, Sally Holder. Join me each week to escape and be refreshed with stories of people who dared not to settle for the American dream. Go beyond just getting enough in life and live into a place where big dreams actually do come true. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover why internal success is better than external success. Be prepared to redefine what your best looks like in your life and free yourself from the guilt of wanting more. I cannot wait to get started sharing these stories with you. I am so excited for you listeners to meet Cherie Levy and Whitney Wise Long, two successful female entrepreneurs and founders who created a thriving community called the Southern Coterie. The Southern Sea, as it's affectionately called, is entirely devoted to cultivating and connecting passionate entrepreneurs, creatives, and business owners. This community really has it all for female entrepreneurs. They have the most sought-after three-day summit, where tickets sell out in just a matter of days. They even have a new membership program filled with year-long content, and it's all even delivered on an easy-to-use custom app. I knew our listeners wanted to know more about the Southern Sea. See, these two women have taken networking and continuing business education and made it festive and fun and fashionable. They've created a community online and in person where it's easy to connect and collaborate on a peer-to-peer level, as well as with some of the top names in media, branding, and blogging. In this episode of Hitting Rock Middle, I interview both Levy and Long and ask them exactly why they became female entrepreneurs so passionate about connection, collaboration, and creation, and how they decided to become entrepreneurs in the midst of busy lives when from the outside, it looked as though they already had it all. The founders open up and share their story of how they decided to follow their intuition and begin this company and how they sometimes naively and even occasionally without expertise took the next step in front of them, leading to the creation of this powerhouse conference and now membership platform. Hear what they believe has helped them maintain the culture of this company over the last nine years and even how the fear crept in at times too. You're not alone. They had it as well. They're kind, they're candid, and they're exactly what you need to hear if you're dreaming of leaving behind the guilt and pursuing your dreams. Oh, and don't forget, mark your calendars, ladies. The 2020 conference for the Southern Sea will be held February 7th through 9th in Sea Island, Georgia. I hope to see you there. Hello, Cherie, Whitney. I'm so excited that you guys are going to join me today. Thank you so much for giving me your time. I can't wait to hear more about your story. But before we dive in, I want to hear a little bit of background on the two of you and where you were before you started your company, The Southern Sea, which is short for The Southern Coterie. So, Cherie, tell me where you were before you started TSC. So, I split time between Athens, Georgia and St. Simons Island and was editor of the Coastal Illustrated on St. Simons. And my husband, Vance, and I decided to start the Bulldog Illustrated, which is a lifestyle publication for University of Georgia fans and alumni. And we cover the football season and the fanfare that goes along with that. 
And then we also created a book called Guide to Athens. And it's kind of insider's perspective of all the fun things to do in the best college town in America. (laughs) One busy lady. And tell me about you, Whitney. I am a mom of four kiddos. And prior to becoming a full-time mom, which now I'm obviously a working mom, but I worked in the magazine industry. I worked for many national titles. I worked as a stylist and a scout and a field editor. Um, I did some writing and then took a break to have my four children. And I'm now with Sheree and co-founder of the Southern Coterie. Fantastic. So what year did you ladies come together and found the Southern Coterie? It was 2011. And we started out primarily as a newsletter. We were talking about the people, places, things, products in the South. And did that for a while and then realized there were so many great people and blogs doing that already. So, and then, and then the big names, obviously, like Southern Living, Garden and Gun, that sort of thing. So anyway, we kind of then morphed into an aggregate where we um, worked with contributors, people that were writing about the South, and did that for two years, I guess, until 2013. And then in 2013, at the request of our members who followed us, followed our blog, followed the newsletter, etc., we had in the meantime created a social network and that's where the member piece comes in. And so anyway, these members had mentioned interest in meeting in real life. And we had this wild idea to <laughs> gather them in real life. And we did that. Um, the first summit was in May of 2013. I have to giggle because I'm going to interrupt because this is pretty funny, but it shows how in small business you have to be super nimble and this one is super nimble (laughs) so Whitney is meeting with the editor of Southern Living at the time Lindsay Beerman and we are wanting them to sponsor these in real life you know events and so (laughs) she is saying and we had discussed before the meeting you know where we'd like we'd like to do the first one on Jekyll Island because that's here in the Golden Isles where we're from then we would do the second one in Athens and the third one we would do in New Orleans because we both were quite familiar with New Orleans. We thought that would be a great southern city with good in and out. And during the meeting with Lindsay, Whitney blurted out Nashville instead <laughs> of New Orleans on accident. And as she was going to correct herself, I'm not sure if Lindsay even knows this, he says, Oh, that's wonderful. You're going to Nashville. That's where our idea house is this year. It will be great. We'll have a cocktail party at the idea house and we'll be able to show off that venue. So she sheepishly comes out of it. She's like, I've got good news and bad news. The bad news is I accidentally said Nashville. We're headed to Nashville. And off we went into the good news is Southern Living Sign off for all three. Exactly. Exactly. But that is just being, um, flexible and nimble and you know going where where the need is and it worked out in our favor big time it did and, and so we did have oh, three I love we did three in six months which was absolute madness <laughs> and they were smaller events so by the time 2014 rolled around we had realized that we really only wanted to do the one big event and uh-huh. that became the one that 325 people. And that is when we moved to Charleston. Um, We met someone in Athens at the summit from the Charleston CBB, their media department, and they were interested in us coming to Charleston. So that's where we were for the next three years for a yearly summit, not three in one year, (laughs) but one per year. Great. Right. Let me slow you down and ask 
couple of questions about all of that because there's so much good information in that. I love how you responded to the demands of your clients. You saw a need, you decided to fill it, which is what so many successful entrepreneurs can do. But what's even more fascinating to me is the fact that you both, before starting the Southern Sea, were in what most people would consider really successful positions. And what we're going to talk about on this podcast a lot is you had both achieved what a lot of people would say is quote unquote success. You had both, you know, Whitney, you had had four amazing children. You had had a successful career leading up to having kids. You had a great marriage, a great house, all the stuff. And then same with you, Sheree, you were married, you had businesses. What made the two of you decide to come together and even start this collaboration and then go into responding to the members and starting, you know, the, the summit itself, you know, how did, how did you guys pull together when, you know, everything else was great. What made you decide, gosh, you know, I still want more. I still want something else. I think we're both lifelong learners. Like we're always, we have, we both have a great curiosity. I mean, clearly, you know, Whitney's an incredible scout. So she's been doing it her whole life. So she's always looking for the next new thing. She's always exploring what's around the the corner in the South. And then I think I, you know, have always wanted to shine a spotlight on people and I love community. And so I think that, you know, and we really share, we're so similar in those ways. A lot of times we finish each other's sentences. We're, you know, it's, it's amazing because I feel like our interests we're so in line and we just and wanted skills, to that as right. well. And every time we grow within our company, every time we tackle a new idea or decide to do something new, we're, we're both on the same page about going for it. And I think that's, that's been a good thing. And I think what Sheree mentioned earlier about being nimble, the size of our company, we are super, super small. We wear a lot of hats. But that allows us to kind of go for things and, you know, just, I want to say be fearless, but to some degree, be a little more fearless than if you had 40 people on payroll and their families that you feel responsible for, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But you're both for me, the great creative. I'm sorry, just getting back to your question. After having kids, the youngest was starting kindergarten. This is kind of when the idea came to be or came to life. And so for me, it's just been a great creative outlet too, you know, because I have my mom hat on, but this is another fun, fun hat to wear that uses a different part of my brain. <laughs> well, and I loved it. Like about the second year of us doing this, Whitney was off to career day to explain her um, job at the school to one of her children's classes. And they were so proud and excited about mommy's work. <laughs> and, and at the same time, we were still figuring out what that career was. <laughs> well, and we did have a good laugh that we were like, okay, explain it to second graders. <laughs> Maybe we'll begin to be able to explain what we do um, to the community. That's been tricky is because so much of this, you know, we're inventing you know, what we offer and how we help and support female entrepreneurs. So it's, I feel like it's constantly changing. And so being able to explain it is tough. I feel like, you know, when you came to the summit, didn't it all come together the second you experienced it, the way the sponsors are integrated and the way um, everybody, you know, the connections mean so much and, and, you know, what you're able to spring 
springboard out of it. Absolutely. It, education, inspiration. Yeah, the summit is a really unique experience. So anybody listening to this, make sure that you attend the 2020 summit, which is going to be incredible in next February. So one question that I had about this is that you came together and you're lifelong learners. So clearly you were both thinking at the same time um, and your interests were aligned. You were both thinking at the same time, there's something else here, but wasn't there that, that part of you or did either of you have that part of yourselves that said, I'm a little scared, right? I'm in my comfort zone. Now I'm going to do something that's challenging and scary. I don't know how to explain it. We're creating it on the fly. Tell me about how you were feeling when you, when you started this whole journey. I've been a, sound kind of foolish, but I, I don't know if we had much fear then. We well, and I'm yeah. laughing because we landed on the doorstep in 2013, right after um, she met with Lindsay Beerman on the doorstep in Charleston, friend of a friend introducing us to um, Leva and Jackie at LeapFrog PR company. We landed on their doorstep and we told them what we were doing and how soon the next summit was coming about and everything else. And it was against their greater judgment to get involved because we were so we had normally their clients that they represent come at a certain stage in business etc but they looked at each other after we left and said there's no way we can't get involved this (laughs) they're gonna do something and we want to be a part of it but it was almost maybe naive (laughs) we just knew we could do it we knew (laughs) if we put the right people in the room we just had a gut feeling. And oh. shout out to, a shout yeah. out to our husband as they both are very encouraging. And I think personally speaking for my husband, he knew I needed that creative outlet. Like he was the one who had been encouraging me. Like you need to do something. You need to do something. So that helps too. I think just kind of going out on the ledge and being a little more fearless when you have a good support system. Yeah. Be a, you know, spouse, sibling, best friend, et cetera. I love that. So what I heard you say is that you really Not that we that for I, 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 would, I, would go, I would tell everyone and, I, and we do at the summit, go get a business plan, map it all out. I mean, we did it backwards. We did do those things, but we were already locked in with Lindsay Behrman and Southern Living by then. <laughs> but you trusted your intuition and you trusted your gut. Right. We went for it. And, and we knew we would work hard and make it happen. Yeah. That's so inspiring though. And I think what can be missing for a lot of people today is their willingness to go out on a limb and trust that intuition that's telling them, hey, there is something more out there for me. And I want to explore it. And both of you certainly did that with great success. And it also sounds like you might recommend creating some great collaborations early on in the process that can absolutely. Yes. Yeah. In that. Yes. The partnerships and alliances. Yeah. And it's the best money spent is to hire folks in their expertise and can lend expertise and can help guide you. And you need those voices from, from the very beginning. So speaking can't afford it, but afford it. (laughs) Right. Right. So speaking of the very beginning, as you were figuring things out, you know, on the fly, like you said, naive, now you've been in business for what is it? Nine years? Yes. Nine years. (laughs) We're not math people. (laughs) 
Nine years. So what advice would you have for the person who is looking to go out on their own or looking to create that thing for themselves that's going to help them achieve more in their lives? What would you say to that person? I mean, I think it's just taking that first step. And that first step is very, very scary. I know that sounds kind of probably cliche, but it's the truth. I mean, it's the one foot in front of the other, but again, I think with us, we had a great support system. So I think find someone, share that idea, get their thoughts and really see if it's got legs and then not be afraid to take that first step. And then it just kind of, I mean, for us, again, we were kind of different and very fortunate, but it started falling into place after we took the step. Right. And I would say community, which is exactly what we're all about, but I would say you need a community. Community needs you. Jump in and I think you know you'll you'll get that support. I think our group that that was along for the ride with us fueled us for sure. And then really over the last nine years, a lot of times for the Southern Sea Summit and on our blog, the topics are all topics that Whitney and I are currently needing to grow our own business to. Um, it's the entrepreneurial journey we're on. Like, I feel like with every summit, we're picking right. topics basically because we want to know more about it. We want to learn to, you know, budget better. We want to understand the business side, scaling our business better. And, you know, clearly we're good at, you know, the marketing and the community building, but we, Scaling has been, and so like this year for the summit, people said that the classes tended to be very business driven and that's where we are in our stage too. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, like Sheree said, we are pulling these people that we want to hear from because we don't claim to be the experts, but what we do is try to find the people that are so they can then talk to our community to teach them because we're often wanting to learn the same things. We're facilitators. I love that. Because you understand that expertise and knowing everything isn't always necessary to create a really great, successful business that you can learn along the way, too. And it looks like, obviously, that's been part of your success is being able to do that. I want to go back to that and hear what it is that you guys stand for and and tell me about your tagline, connect, collaborate, and create. Because I think that that has fueled so much of your mission and then knowing who you are as a team and what it is that you want to communicate to your community and how you want to share um, with them has been a big part of your success too. So tell me how you came up with, with that tagline. Well, it, you know, it's the Southern Sea, obviously, the Southern Coterie, as you said earlier. And early on when we came up with the idea, this is going kind of back to the beginning of the conversation. I mean, 2012. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had always loved the word Coterie. You know, it's a French word meaning a group of people with common or similar interests. And our husbands were like, what? Nobody's going to be able to say that, spell it. If you're at a cocktail party, they're going to be like the Southern what? So they really are the ones that came up with the Southern Sea. And so then we started thinking about when we had groups originally, there were so many C words. I mean, from cocktails to cuisine to conversation, I mean, community, connect, collaborate, create. I mean, we had a sheet with probably 30 words on it related to what we wanted the, um, the roots of the Southern Sea to be. 
And so anyway, it's just great happenstance that those three words that are so relatable to what we do with the Southern Sea Summit, connect, collaborate, create, happen to start with the letter C. Um, it just fits right into what we want to do through the summit is, you know, have this community where you can connect with one another, create together. And then these awesome collaborations are the end result. And we see it play out time and time and time again. We have a hashtag we use, um, ITSC Summit alums, and that's where we love to feature these collaborations and where people, where alums have connected and created things together. And it is endless. I mean, sometimes we can, I can be scrolling on Instagram and slam on breaks because I see five Southern Sea alums that did not know each other prior to the summit, working together and growing their business together and becoming such great friends. And it's organic. And it makes it, I mean, and it's fun. It's fun growth. And I think that's huge for us too. It has to be fun. But this is kind of interesting. So we have two of our, um, Rooms, Jamie Darling from Arkansas and Amy Mills from uh, Missouri, right? Yeah. So basically one's barbecue, one is a ladies shop. So they met at the summit, loved each other. They have roomed together every year since they travel together. They are such close friends and it's just some alums vacation together. I mean, it's just <laughs> crazy to watch what sparks and you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's very, it's very, very fun to watch. Well, and I've heard someone else refer to it, an alum, that every time they come back, it's like going to a high school reunion that you really want to go to. It's so, you know, that like you get the people you haven't seen in a year or two years or whatever. And, and they're just growing their business. I mean, their right. businesses are growing. They are making money doing ideas together because... Right. And it may be, right, right. And again, back to the Connect, Collaborate, Create. I mean, it may be that there's an artist in attendance and she meets someone who has a clothing line and they end up using her art to run on fabric to then make a skirt. It could be an interior designer that's doing it. And then the shops there end up carrying it. And then, I mean, it's just on and on and on. And we see it go all the way up to our corporate sponsors, like, you know, and they might end up and Serena and Lily with their artwork or, you know, so we're, it's scaled. Before we get into the meat of the episode, I had to share something really exciting with you. Are you feeling frustrated with where you are or wondering, how do I get where I want to go in my career? I have created something just for you. It's a quiz with 10 quick questions to help you figure out your next steps. All you have to do is go to sallyholder.com, that's S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R.com, and take the quiz, and you will immediately get results on what your next steps should be. Share your results with me directly or tag me on Instagram. It is the perfect place to get started. All right, now, back to the episode. What is fascinating is that what I hear is you've used this phrase to be your foundation or guidepost for everything that you do, everything that the Southern Sea attempts to accomplish. 
And that's a lot of what I talk about with my clients as a business coach as well, using their why, the thing that is their passion, their foundation as the guidepost for their business. And it sounds like you guys have had a tremendous amount of success because you defined that early on. You said you created it in 2012, and then you've since used it for every bit of growth and opportunity, you made sure it all related to connection, collaboration, and creation. Does that sound right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We go back to, we have always been about the same thing. We've learned to finesse the language and the branding of it, but our pillars have not really changed. Yeah. And that's what people have come to expect from now the summit that you've created for the members each and every year is they know what to expect and they get all of those three things out of it because they know that you're always leading with those three pillars as the most important aspects, um, which is fantastic and certainly contributed to a lot of success. So it's probably, you would say, one of the most important things that a new entrepreneur could probably do as well, right? Create some of those pillars, their why for why they do what they do and allow those to guide them right through the process. Definitely. I think um, all of our branding and PR folks involved in the summit, that's something they really ask everybody to work on is what are your pillars, you know, your why. And if you can communicate those through everything you're doing, then you know, your messaging will be on track and your product will accept the elevator pitch. Our elevator pitch, we joked LeapFrog that we needed a 26 story. <laughs> but that's also because we're talkers. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys are so funny. There's going to be, you know, a little wiggle here and there because businesses evolve. But it's pretty much going to follow the same path once you get the, the pillars established. So that's why it's so important because it guides you. Right. Now I did, we were talking to somebody recently that reviewed their pillars and they claimed to be something it, like they claimed to be something they weren't really doing enough of. So mm-hmm. they either had to make the commitment to go back to that and do more of it or right. drop it. Freely. So I think it is important to look back at them and make sure they still fit. But for us, they do. Yeah. Great. So was there ever a time when you thought that this whole thing might come crashing down, that it might fail, it might not work? Because (laughs) entrepreneurs need to know that people who have created really successful companies like yourselves, that you still sometimes wonder, is this all going to work out? So do you guys ever have that fear come up? Absolutely. We have had (laughs) tears. We have had somebody, please buy this. I can't. (laughs) give my heart and soul of this thing anymore and then you know i'm extremely proud of that and we got through it and we became you know i would say even in the last year closer as partners and more transparent and learning to communicate better with each other and knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses and i think you know i think it's okay to have rough patches i mean marriages <laughs> right right it is You're like gonna that. have where you got to, you know, remember why, why you chose each other right. yeah. to work together. Well, and, you know, I've always sort of with having children, the parenting is not for the faint of heart. And that is so true. <laughs> I don't think it's very true. true. 
But I think that also applies to an entrepreneur. It's not for the faint of heart. I mean, it's very much peaks and valleys, you know, but I think that's part of why it's fun too. (laughs) You never know what's coming the next day. And my husband likes to use a phrase and I've applied this to this other thing. You've laughed about it before, but it's just like holding the tiger by the tail sometimes. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it feels like sometimes, but it's, it's fun. Yes. At the end of the day. Challenging. Not to say that there's not challenging and worth it. Yeah. I mean, not to say that it's all sunshine and unicorns and rainbows, but <laughs> it, it's part of the entrepreneurial ride, I think. Oh, I love that. Such good quotable things, too. <laughs> entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. I couldn't agree more. And I'm, I'm, I've got to start using that. It's like holding the tiger by the tail. I'm, I'm going to steal that from you. Yeah. I love, so, love it. It's a good picture to, to think of. It is. It is a very good visual. So I'm interested also in the fact that you guys had a really successful, you know, engine, if you will, that you'd created. You evolved once already in the creation of the summit and everything was going really well, but yet you decided to evolve again this year and offer more. So a lot of people would rest on their laurels and say, you know, what we've got is great. Why challenge ourselves again? And yet you guys weren't willing to settle where you were. You wanted to be able to do more. So tell me about that, taking that next leap and that next step into offering more and and challenging yourselves again? Well, so when we pivoted to once a year summits, there's too much time in between. And we were um, finding ways through social media and of course the blog and newsletters to communicate with, with our Southern Sea Summit alums and, and audience, but it wasn't enough. I mean, we wanted to have that kind of 24 7, 365 days of the year. I mean, we were getting together at Trump shows and things with our alums, but we wanted to have it at your fingertips. That's why we chose an app because we know, unfortunately, how much time we spend on the phone. And so we felt like if we could put that whole experience as best as possible into your phone, where you can seek out questions, you know, question experts. I mean, we have groups. We have discussion forums on topics such as PR, branding, social media, organization, communication, et cetera. And then we're doing some mastermind groups and then also some area chapters where like the Charleston group has a membership within the app and you can join the group, you can come and go as you please. But if you're headed to Charleston, it's a place to make plans. and they had a meetup the last time Whitney and I were in town. So I just feel like this is just the next step to um, to facilitating the feeling that you get at the summit of community all year round. And I think it goes back to we really, really like to listen to what our our friends and alums have to say. So when we had the first event, it was because our members who had joined the social network that we created, which at the time when we partnered with Southern Living, they had dubbed it the social network of the South. So anyway, when those members said they wanted to meet mm-hmm. in real life, we listened and we had our first event. And then we kept on hearing now or recently from members like we really want to know how to keep the momentum going from summit to summit because as Sheree said, there was that long time span in between. Yeah. And so the app felt like the best way to bridge the gap there you know, to continue to have support and community and camaraderie all year long versus 
the three or four days that you come for the actual event. And so, you know, we listened. That was a question that kept on coming up. Like, how do we continue this momentum, keep up with it? And we thought the app was a good fix for that, to just continue to support and, and nurture this group. And the neat thing is, is we've got some newbies, a great many new folks yes. as members on the app mm-hmm. that come and attend the summit. So, so you, you don't have to, realize, to be a member. Right. 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 So we've we've come to realize, okay, there were people that have been watching as lawyers but wanted to participate and, you know, really dig in. And so we're glad for that. Right. And it's you know, it's great. You may not be able to attend the summit. You may not be able to get off from work. You may have a nine to five job but you're nurturing this idea at night or on the side and you need the support group, but you can't commit to coming to the summit. So like sure you're saying, you know, you do not have to be an alum to be on the app. But um you can access the energy and the spirit and the education. And it's so great because the membership directory is interactive. So like you could sort by industry, like let's say, Oh, I need a graphic artist. You know, exciting. Yeah. Right. So it's fun. So it really is a great extension of your mission and purpose to connect, collaborate and create. And like you said, you kept that in mind. You served the need. You listened, and then you kept challenging yourselves. Yep, it is so exciting. Our alums, in particular, for making us want to do more. Getting back to that because you know they're the ones that brought it up, and and you know it's again if there's a need, you want to fill that void. Yeah. Well, I applaud both of you for continuing to challenge yourselves, though, and never being willing to settle, but continuing to search out the next opportunity to give back to the people that you serve and continue to grow. I just love that, and I admire that so much in both of you, and I've been a beneficiary of that as well, so I thank you for everything that you've given me as an attendee of the summit and getting to know both of you has been such a joy. So if people want to get involved in the Southern Coterie and join as a member, what do they need to do? So our website is kind of our hub with everything. So um, you can find out about our events and the read the blog. You can find the membership information there. So that's, that's what lives on the Southern Within the app, we, this is kind of fun. So everyone can watch all the videos of the sessions from the last summit on the app. And people have gone bananas (laughs) to go back and revisit those. Um, It's been great for alums because it's kind of like a refresher, things they missed, that kind of thing. But then for the newbies, they're like, holy cow, this is, you know. So we've had great feedback. And all that lives in the app that you can access from the website. As a member, you get access to all of those videos too? Yes. yes. So people That's have been watching um, Stacy. <laughs> you did a I great job. And then also it's great to follow us on social media um, because, you know, we also do a lot of great content there and that's where you can um, meet some of the members outside of the app. We do a member introduction on Fridays and um, spotlight a different member. And so some of that will live on our Instagram account as well. And that just kind of gives you an idea of the people that we like to have community and network with. All just the sharpest, sharpest group. We consider ourselves fortunate to be able to hang out with who we do. That's right. And, you know, it's been interesting from the beginning with Southern Living. Um, 
they dubbed us uh, the virtual front porch. And so ideas and whatnot. And so um, now when we share things that are going on in the app, because now we're considering the app, the virtual front porch, it's kind of overheard mm-hmm. on, the, on the front porch. Mm-hmm. So still very Southern. Southern mm-hmm. share. Right. But I do think it's probably a good time to point out because our events are in the South, we start the Southern Coterie. But really after, I would say, the second event, we started getting people from all over the country. And we get that question sometimes. Like, do I have to be from the South to attend? And we're like, absolutely not. We want to continue holding events in the South because we just are really big fans of the South being Southerners. But we do. We have people from Washington, California, um, Illinois, Connecticut. I mean, just all over, all over. And sometimes it's fun. We get a lot of New Yorkers that are actually expats, you know, like born and raised in the South, but landed in, in right, the city. Right. And, so our, and our presenters are not all Southern-based presenters. Our partners are not all Southern-based partners. Again, I really think where the Southern Coterie comes into play is that that's where we like to have our events is in the South. Um, Great. And welcome people from all over, but still have that, that spirit of, of the location. And so to wrap up, tell me when and where the Southern Coterie is having the 2020 Summit. So we are back at Sea Island Resort um, on the coast of Georgia, five-star resort. And it is actually where Whitney and I are, uh, that, it's our hometown. So it's our, our community club and we, we love it. It's fun to host everybody here. They roll out the red carpet and we get spoiled, rotten, in the most beautiful setting. It really is the most beautiful setting. Absolutely spectacular. Probably the prettiest conference I've ever attended. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to have anything here. I mean, it's not just top notch. You know, they they um, think of everything and it makes it fun for us because, again, we love welcoming people to our home, but just showing off the property. And I think that's part of the appeal for all the amazing presenters that we get to is because they want to come to this fabulous place. Absolutely. It's relaxing. It's relaxing. And it ends up being kind of like a coastal campus with the water all around you. And it's just. But the dates um, are February the 5th through the 7th. So we kick off on Wednesday morning um, with a mastermind group or workshop. And then we'll roll into the big sessions um, Wednesday and Thursday. And then we finish up Friday with our signature farewell brunch. And then some people choose to stay over through the weekend. Um, which I think is the best idea ever if you're able to do that. True. But yeah, so save the dates, February the 5th through the 7th, 2020, back at Sea Island. So much fun. I'm going to include in the show notes all of the links to be able to join as a member to get more information as well about the summit when you guys release the tickets because I know that it sells out every year and it go, the tickets go very quickly. So they're going to want to certainly stay in touch with you guys to make sure that they get on that, that train to, to get notified. Well, yes, we always sell out. And then that's a membership perk because you will have early access to summit tickets. Oh, I love that. So you get on that dreaded wait list. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys taking the time and sharing. Thank you, thank you for the opportunity. Oh gosh, we think the fun. world of you. You're, yes. you're one of the best examples of member of the coterie because you jumped in, you immediately 
um, engaged and helped and supported other women. And uh, we heard that a ton from anyone that met you. So yes, we appreciate it. We do. Um, we do. I promise I do. What we do is getting to meet again, all these fabulous people um, that, you know, are alums and then become friends. Absolutely. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. I'm your host, Sally Holder. Remember that you can always find out more information about me and the podcast. Just visit sallyholder.com and click on our podcast section. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And if you have enjoyed listening, please leave us a review. It goes a long way. We'll be back next week with another empowering story of dreaming beyond the American dream. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. I'm your host, Sally Holder. Remember, you can always find out more about me by visiting sallyholder.com. That's S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R.com. I hope you've gotten a lot out of this episode and there's even more content on my website to support you, including a link to my weekly email filled with tons of business tips to help make your business bigger, bolder, and more successful. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play or however you're listening. And if you've enjoyed listening, please leave us a review. We'll be back next time with another empowering story of someone dreaming beyond the American dream. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.